Hello, and welcome back to Tells. This episode of Tells is in both video and audio form. So if you find yourself needing to take a look at Andrew's handsome face, hop on over to YouTube, youtube.com slash Andrew and Boosie, and watch us as we conversate about randomness. Love and poker, right? Love and poker. Are we going to mention what happened or no? Well, this is not new. But we recorded an entire episode and I didn't press record on the recorder. You know, it's been a while (laughs) and we are slightly out of practice if there's a major technical snafu. But life goes on. We don't need to dwell on that. Let's just go. Andrew had to take an hour long break. I did. I I needed to recover from that one. Unbelievable. Aren't you more tired now? We just pissed away an entire hour when we could have just like got right back on the horse sometimes you just need to piss away an entire hour in in order to recover from disaster (laughs) it was not a disaster (laughs) you love that word you love using that that's fine disaster life goes on though it's okay i still love you life barely goes on after a disaster good news you're still loved (laughs) and you look very pretty still an hour later Please, can we not talk about my appearance? What do you call this hairdo? <laughs> it's a double ponytail. Is it? Yes. Double ponytail. Double ponytail. What about top knot? I get, if you want, yes, it's a top knot. Isn't it like a sumo wrestler knot? Yeah. Kind of similar. Looks very nice though. Looks sleek Thank and you. chic. Sleek and chic. Thank you. You can you can use that. It's not a disaster. No. <laughs> I'm like this podcast. <laughs> this podcast is not a disaster. I meant this recording process. But we go. We good. We carry on. We power through. It seems Stronger. like you're not getting over it. It seems like your life is not moving on since you're no. just harping on this. Things happen in the uh, content creation world as I've experienced throughout the entirety of my content career. It's okay. Okay, you're back in Las Vegas in these United States of America. I am. How does it feel to be back in America, Andrew Nimi? It feels good. I'm not going to lie. It does feel good. What's wrong? You making sure we're recording? I'm just making sure that your audio is good. I thought you were seeing if if my toenails were clipped. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it feels good. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, Seven and a half long weeks of non-stop tournament poker action which is the longest biggest amount of volume of tournaments that i've ever played in my poker career what did you miss the most about america Mm, i mean it, it sounds like uh it sounds pretty weak but just the general sort of like comfort level of being home and never having to like plan out anything uh about you know how you're going to go about your your day uh whatever activities you might have planned for that day and what words you need to make sure you know how to say in spanish uh so yeah it's, it's, i'm sure that sounds pretty weak but yeah it's good to just not have to uh think for a little while and just be home and be comfortable be mentally lazy sure yeah 
even though that's like uh it's it's definitely like one of the biggest you know benefits of traveling in general is to get outside of that uh lazy comfort zone and like change your environment and and be elsewhere that isn't home and Mm -hmm. easy um and uh yeah it's definitely like good to do all that but yeah it's good to be home and be comfortable again (laughs) did you listen to my solo podcast i did what were your thoughts i think you're a natural that's that's my thoughts i think you're just a content uh you you were just it's 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 a shame anytime you're not producing i'll put it that way that's what i think so i'm glad the fact that i wasn't available and i was in tournament world um i'm glad that you didn't use that as an excuse to not produce what did i talk about since you listened (laughs) is this a test it's a test to see if you actually listened to my solo cast Okay. You didn't listen, did I you? I did. <laughs> it was a while ago, though. <laughs> you talked about, um, you talked about how it was something along the same lines of uh, being in, uh, being in your own environment, and how, um, you need to make sure your uh, your experience is sort of tempered by other people's experiences, and you're not just like uh, living your own experience, but you the people that you interact with you're understanding where they come from and their experience as well and the world that they live in yeah yeah i mean the idea did i pass the test very very well like a c c minus maybe c i'll take it yeah i mean the idea that just because your experience is valid doesn't mean that it's the only correct experience okay um which is not always easy to do right like a silly idea like if i go to a restaurant let's talk about this detroit pizza that you love so much okay detroit style pizza detroit style pizza sure uh are we ordering some tonight negative oh okay we had pizza yesterday (laughs) okay (laughs) but you know just because you had an experience and you loved it doesn't mean detroit style pizza is good you know Mm. all right because I could have an experience and, or not maybe good as a, not the right word, maybe the best, right? Because sure. usually it's subjective. Yeah. Mine is the best. My experience, my outlook, my idea on this is the best. Yeah. Doesn't mean that just because you had an experience where it was the best for you, it means that it is the best. I'm a pretty good judge though of what's good. In the pizza world? Yes. <laughs> Including the pizza world. What else are you a good judge of what's good at? Um, mm. Mm. All these things. Music. Music. Music as it applies to scenes and vlogs. <laughs> nice save. Uh-huh. Nice save. Um, anyway. Are you saying anything about my experience in Mexico as it relates to what you were saying in the solo podcast? No. Oh. Not necessarily, no. I was just making sure that you, you had that listened, I listened to the podcast. What, no. if I, what if I hadn't listened? Would you care? I would, would, you, would be you, slightly offended, Your yes. feelings would be hurt? Yeah. Because you would Because think, you make me watch 
your live streams as a non-perkopin. Just tune in and let me know if I look handsome or not, baby. Baby, I'm going live. I'm going live. <laughs> you want to you wanna catch that? I'm <laughs> like, uh, no, not really. No? You don't want to watch all six hours of it? <laughs> <laughs> um, it is nice to just uh, have you pop in and say hello, just so I know that it means something to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll remember that the next time you stream. Did you get a count of how many tournaments you played? I don't know how many tournaments I played. It was a whole lot lot. of them. It was a whole lot of them. Yeah, more than I've ever played before. Do you think it was over 100? It was easily over 100. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That was a lot of tournaments. Wow. I mean, the proudest achievement of the whole thing is to have uh, not become an angry, uh, depressed person. After playing that many tournaments, <laughs> <laughs> poker tournaments, you're gonna lose money like eighty percent of the time or something, and so, that's as that's as like a like a tournament specialist. So how did you prevent yourself from not getting extremely angry? Because what did you say? It's about fifteen percent, right? Uh, your cash rate was fifteen, seventeen percent. It's pretty close to twenty percent. Okay. Yeah, maybe like eighteen percent. I'm not sure the exact number, but. Okay. Uh, I was happy with that number, whatever it was. And um, how do you prevent that? I don't know. I mean, since you didn't go to the beach, you went about what three times? A handful, small handful, very small handful. <laughs> uh, what you went to a, an animal handful because they don't have five fingers. You didn't even go five times, probably in seven and a half weeks. Uh, I still got a little bit of tan, so that's that's all that matters. But uh, you, uh, I think you have to like maintain some sense of like surroundings and gratitude for you know the opportunities and what your your uh your profession entails and that what it entails for me and like chasing chasing poker tournament glory and uh being able to make a living by playing a card game on computers is pretty sweet um and being able to travel to mexico um, to do it is, uh, is pretty sweet gig, but that's not to say that like, I didn't, uh, really want to smash that mouse into pieces from time to time. (laughs) Well, you didn't because you didn't have an extra one. Yeah. And, uh, my buddy Brad was there as well. So like, it's kind of embarrassing to like tilt your face off when there's other people around. (laughs) Oh, so it's okay in front of me and that's it. Um, I didn't break anything when you were around. I remember my laptop doesn't work quite the same <laughs> <What>? way. <laughs> You're crazy. You threw that Toshiba. I didn't throw it. Yes, you did. Don't don't exaggerate. I might have hit it with a fist or something. Okay. Um, <laughs> that Toshiba is like 10 years old now. So what? So it's lucky if it even turns on anymore. That computer works just fine as long as it's plugged into the power (laughs) okay (laughs) so i had a question for you yeah about dreams dreams yes okay is there a dream that you'd like to share with the audience maybe maybe there is okay will you share it uh just any dream huh like any any personal dream of mine yes not not like a dream I had last night. No, not not that kind of dream. Okay. Like a, a dream goal type. Um, the, the dream that comes to mind that's like a cross between professional and personal would would be to have uh, 
$1 million in liquid amounts. $1 million. Exactly $1 million. Exactly. No more, no less. <laughs> All right, maybe more, but at least $1 million. Yeah. Okay. And is that dream yours or is that a fabricated dream that you have now taken on as your own or like you know a manufactured by media mm -hmm. society and that you've now taken on as your own um well i feel like the number i feel like the number one million has always well not the number one million but like the phrase millionaire has always been like this sort of illustrious thing that's like american dream phrase or word mm -hmm. that's always kind of like this fantasy for people that are trying to live the American dream. And uh, so I'm sure there's like some sort of influence from society in general and like society and media put together. Um, and then like, you know, my parents were never uh, millionaires, of course, when I was growing up or anything or anything close to it. Um, so... I think like, yeah, there's definitely like some influences from those two things put together. Um, I don't think I'm very like materialistic. I don't really buy th things hardly ever. I don't even have a car right now. <laughs> <laughs> you which don't is, need a car. Which is where shocking. Are you going? Shocking and disturbing. You d where are you going? You don't need a car. We have a car and that's plenty. Yeah, but it's yours. So? Where's mine? You don't need one. Where are you going? You just want to yeah. leave it parked in the garage well, all day in and day out? Yeah, that's true. I don't really need one when there's a pandemic going on. <laughs> um. But <laughs> we're not even going to go down that road, Andrew, with your pandemic. So anyway, yeah, I'm not really materialistic, but I would like to have um, a sort of large collection of dollar of dollars <laughs> and when do you know to like stop collecting if it's not at some particular number the number is below 1 million i don't know maybe like 500,000 is nice and round ish but 1 million you know it's really like it's got that nice ring to it it's got the additional zero on there and so i'm not saying that i'll be like completely perfectly satisfied with everything everything in life once i do get to that mm -hmm. dream but uh i guess it's like some sort of a, a goal or a dream to have and how do you know whether a dream is your own versus something that you see other people striving for and you think oh this seems like a noble cause like, or this is what a I'm noble, supposed to do? noble dream let mm -hmm. me take this on as my own um, I guess you would have to uh, check in with yourself and see if that dream sort of like lines up with uh, who you are as a person and uh, your personality. And uh, I guess just, I guess it just like takes some time to like think about um, where that dream comes from, like you said, and uh, to see if it comes from, you know, uh, if it comes from a place of like influence based on either your upbringing or uh, or the media or something like that, and and yeah, just spend some time with it and see if it's like uh, a match for you and 
uh, who you who you are and who you want to be, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I'm still curious. So who you are, right? So you're saying like you should know who you are and then plan your dream or dream in that. But how do you know? Because usually the way you find out that, oh, because not everything that is out in the world is attractive, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes when you see something, you're like, oh, okay, that looks kind of fun. I mm-hmm. would like to experience that as well. Yeah. So do you judge it by how much effort is this going to take? And can I see myself doing that effort? Is that like a question that you should be asking yourself? Because you don't know exactly how much it will take to get to that dream. To get to $1 million? To get, yes, to your dream of $1 million. Sure. So how do you know whether it's worthwhile? So do you say... Because you have to start going down the path, right? And then, but then if it's hard, do you say, well, that wasn't my dream? Or, Mm. or, you know what I mean? Is it hard because it's not your dream? Or is it hard because it's just a hard thing in general? And I think it can, I think it... I think it can change and probably will change over time because for me, like the $1 million thing, it's generally meaningless. Like there's no real uh, meaning to $1 million. Right. But what it's attached to is a sort of uh, being able to do the things, a lot of the things that you want to do and being able to do them with people that you want to do them with without worry um and like without worry detracting from that experience Mm. so like if i can maintain one million dollars of liquidity that's a pretty good amount of cushion underneath one million and zero you know so like i would like to have a nice ish house it doesn't have to be massive but if it's like nice and modern and comfortable and as the space where I can like invite my friends and family over to, and we can like be together mm-hmm. and spend time together, uh, like comfortably, then that would be like the dream realized. And if I can do that without the cost of the house, the nice house <laughs> and like, you know, some, some wine and, you know, some nice food, yeah. um, and getting them there. Like if they need help coming over, you know, from other States or stuff like that, uh, if I can do all those things without the the cost of those things uh, affecting the experience, then that's like the dream achieved, I think. And so as long as it's like up there, way up there, one million dollars, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of cushion underneath there. I feel like where it's, it's going to be fine. Okay. One million dollars. Yeah. Um. What's your dream? Two million. More. 2.5 yeah when i first met boosie <laughs> she wanted to be obscenely rich i can't remember what you called it it was like fu money or something like that that you would refer to it as maybe it wasn't exactly that but something along those lines yes, i think it was you wanted a pp is what you referred to it as that's right which is a private plane yes and uh you just like sort of assumed that that's like what you were going to do is get like a billion dollars <laughs> I'm still young, okay. Which is a thousand times more than, than a, million. a million. I'm still young. Uh yeah, because that is the antidote to 
not having, right? So a billion? A private plane? Yeah, well, I mean, similar to you, wanting to have a lot of money is to have experiences that money buy, right? It's not just to have a bunch of money and just like count it every night. That's ridiculous. Because I didn't have money. And the thing is, there were times that we had money and then we didn't have money. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like we always only had small amounts of money. I saw that large sums of money could also just disappear. Sure. So I, I wanted to have so much money that the likelihood of it disappearing is yeah. like so low. It's, it doesn't like enter your mind. Right. So you think the cushion needs to be bigger than that million yes. to zero? <laughs> because... Do you still think so? I do, because you want to be able to take risk too, right? Because there's a part of you, or let me talk for myself. There's a part of me when I have a certain amount of money, then I want to hold on to having that level of money and then will therefore take less risk because if I take risk, say I want to take a risk for 50,000 and I have, you know, 100,000. Yeah. That's half. Yeah. You know, and that risk could pay off 4x. So if you have a big cushion, then yeah, you can take the risk and mm-hmm. so what? Mm-hmm. Because because there's so much, that money is earning on itself as it is. And then you have the ability to take risk and make more money. Okay. I think it is, you know, just like the idea also that the money is what gives you that comfort and safety. Mm. So we have the same dreams. I'm just going to retire before you do. And you'll <laughs> keep chasing that, your dream. I guess so. <laughs> you sad about that? Because um, you want a partner? You want help? Yeah, I want you to do all the work. Oh, yeah? All the work? Yeah. You just, you just want the rewards? I just want to be cute. Well, you got a good start. <laughs> no, but I think it's better if you're doing it with somebody else. Yeah. You know, because then there's no, there's not going to be a, a an argument or a fight about like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, the goal is the same. But I'm glad to hear that we uh, are still on the same page. We just need to uh, sort of like probably chat about it more often, I think. And what your dreams are well, and whose dream it is. Yeah, exactly how much money you need to achieve your dream. Because we know mine is one million exactly. Yeah, but aren't you going to just get tired once you reach your one million while tired i still what? have multiple millions to go <laughs> um will i get tired of working yeah you just be like i've reached one million i don't know let's find out <laughs> let's see tune in uh but then what if it never happens if we never get there yeah will you we st- will will you still be happy we will don't worry about it okay <laughs> just awesome. yeah i mean i guess it depends on like i mean i'm i'm pretty happy i probably could be happier right now but uh i think i'm generally like above 50 percent happy so i'm like more happy than not okay uh but probably could be happier and need to like still sort of like take stock of the progress that's been made especially like over the past few years yeah um and uh you know recognize that and really like sort of like bank on and build off of that 
happiness and that that progress moving to america even though that was like the sole goal right like make as much money as possible america makes you soft <laughs> okay <laughs> it's counterintuitive because there's so many things that do work that you think that all this extra time that you don't have to worry about you know like silly things like what um i don't know i mean even like you know people complain about government agencies Mm -hmm. yeah they're slow but government agencies worldwide are slow Mm -hmm. but in the u.s it's like not quite as slow as say maybe if i was in south africa trying to do Mm -hmm. the same thing yeah and but also it's not like it's not super easy for everybody yeah but even in comparison like i grew up getting water in a bucket from Mm -hmm. the back right Mm -hmm. like there's i don't know which child has had to do that maybe they are not me you know for a majority of americans Mm -hmm. those like basic sure you might not live in the nicest house you might not have like mountains of money did it like collect rainwater no it wasn't rainwater (laughs) but you know what i mean like there was lots of things that were physically hard yeah and you come to america and it's like oh i don't even have to think about that sure you know like just even catching a taxi here what do you do catch a taxi well now we have uber yeah you have uber but in south africa you have to know the signs (laughs) otherwise you're going to end up in the wrong place this is like where you're going yeah this is town uptown downtown Mm -hmm. this is local right uptown do this or you just do this depends there's lots of different <laughs> like there's one place called orange farm yeah this is this this is the hand sign you mm. put up your hand like you're holding an orange it's an actual orange farm it's called orange farm the area is called orange farm i think they farmed oranges yeah and this is the sign to get to orange farm you put up your hand like you're holding an orange and the taxi driver knows where you're going yeah this is easier so yeah i mean so i thought for sure that i would have because all these things are taken care of mm-hmm. i can just like be laser focused on this one thing but it's also hard to just go all in on one thing all the time right so then you start watching netflix and you're like oh this is nice you know you get a little bit more comfortable and you're like oh america is quite cushy mm. mm. So in that regard, I think it's made me a little bit softer than I was when I first moved to mm-hmm. the U.S. Which How do we fix that? Soft. Be understanding the that the progress is also made in the boredom. Because there's a lot of times you just want to be like on all the time, you know, mm-hmm. on and hustling. But I think there's a lot of grunt work mm-hmm. that is necessary that's kind of boring. Like I told you, I mean, even with comedy, right? We've spoken about this. My life in South Africa was so exciting all the time. And now I'm just like, yeah, it's not quite as exciting. You know, you get hyped up by the news because, <clears throat> you know, you got to get excited about something. Mm-hmm. But I think there's, that's where the, a lot of work is done. It's like in that quiet, dull, just like yeah. grind, mm. which apparently you overuse for somebody sure. in yeah, your the comments. Phrase, the term i overuse the word grind apparently but uh yeah i mean i guess it's like it's in the uh 
the details of how many minutes out of the day that you're using and utilizing to their to the maximum potential right right but also not have thinking that you always have to be at your edge mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of work that can be done just but you know what I mean? Like if you think of an MMA fighter, they're not fighting to knock you out. They're not training to knock out the person they're training with every day. No. They're like working on, you know, certain kicks or they're working on a certain jab or whatever. But it's like that incremental small so that when it's time, yeah, you're ready. I need to get ready to knock some people out. <laughs> okay. Anybody who needs it. That's what I want to be able to do. Give someone a good smack. That's violence. <laughs> I said if they need it. Oh. <laughs> How do <laughs> you determine? The, just giving the people what they need, you know? <laughs> How do you determine if somebody needs a smack? You can tell. Yeah? yeah. By what? By what they're doing. <laughs> okay. If they're being annoying. You know, being a bully. Mm. Being threatening. Okay. Yeah. So... <laughs> I want to move this conversation along. Yes. Are you on holiday now that you're back from Mexico post WSOP grind? Usually we go on, you know, a holiday at this time after the World Series. Mm. I didn't think about that. Um, so are you on holiday? I can be if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we hadn't thought about it or I hadn't thought about it. I forgot about like a post WSOP, you know, holiday that we mm. usually took. I mean... One time we went to Mexico, so that feels a little weird. <laughs> but I guess we don't have to be anywhere in particular to be on holiday. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I have, I kind of like, I have a lot of drive, you know. So even though it was like a uh, semi-absurd amount of tournaments that I just uh, played through the WSOP, I still don't really feel burnt out necessarily. I still feel eager to like learn more, mm. uh, especially about tournaments themselves. And uh haven't made a live poker video since March, so that itch is growing. Um, I'll let you use my car. Don't worry. If you need to oh, go thanks. to the Bellagio, I'll I, let you use my car. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I kind of want my own car. But thank you. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we're, I don't know if I'm on holiday. Do you want me to be? So this movie watching of yours is not holiday. Mm, this movie watching, yes. How, you saw two movies. I've seen two movies. Week. Yeah. Which is a like you see one movie a year. Well, yeah, I went to the movies to see one, and then we watched Back to the Future. Thank God, Boosie's finally seen Back to the Future. I think some of the themes in that movie are a bit problematic, but uh, <laughs> yeah. here we are. You want to mention that? Yeah, I mean, it's so it's a little strange to go back to the future and fix your wimpy dad <laughs> and make your mom skinnier. Fix your family issues. Yeah just yeah. um, rather than solving them in the present right mm -hmm. or just bowing to do different yeah right well or, i mean it wasn't like the uh to be fair to the movie the classic film back to the future <laughs> the it wasn't the film. initial intention to fix the present when they went back to the future and everything started happening but it was like a, a byproduct yeah it was a byproduct but what it started you, out with the initial scenes of the movie with like the family being in sort of like disarray what do you think the professor's desire to go back to the future or any date and time was what was his reasoning for wanting to right 
um well he just wanted to prove that he could he was an inventor so he wanted to it was his it was his goal it was was his his dream dream. yeah Mm. okay (laughs) i don't think that dream was influenced by anybody because he was the only nutty professor chasing that dream in the movie but anyway um we are in a much better place now that boosie's seen back to the future one we need to see two still how do you figure we're in a better place because i feel better about it okay i i don't feel right if you haven't seen a lot of these classic films as an american as an american couple (laughs) okay (laughs) so indiana jones needs to be visited oh dear uh i've seen beetlejuice don't make me watch it again (laughs) but there's plenty others i'm sure Mm. maybe not plenty others but at least others okay so anyway congrats to boosie for finally seeing back to the future michael j fox's finest work um, what were we talking about? You being on holiday. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, yeah, I saw Tenet. That was confusing. Um, but I don't know if I'm on holiday. I mean, if we're if we're going to be on holiday, we should agree to be on holiday. And for how long? Okay. We did go on a date last night. So that's kind of holiday-ish. Yes. And Downtown was, Las Vegas date. It was an impromptu date. Mm-hmm. You were just projecting your itch to go outside on me and saying i was moping yeah. i was not moping yeah you're kind of moping around the house yesterday i wasn't moping all quiet a girl can't be quiet not without something wrong in your life no usually not unless you're meditating or sleeping or so i'm never quiet unless i'm meditating or sleeping or trading or editing so there's that that's a lot of time to be quiet all other times no <laughs> That's a lot of other time not to not be quiet. So did you feel badly that you had to take me out? And no. Oh, okay. No, yeah, I, I, wanted just... to, I wanted to go out. Okay. It wasn't just for your benefit, mm. but I'm glad we did because we got some pizza. Yes. First stop, we went on a sort of downtown. A little uh, bar hop, sort of. Yeah. So uh, Evil Pie, first stop. Most bars are restaurants at the moment. That's true. Yeah, everywhere. Restaurants. It's be, they have to be serving food in order to stay open during these pandemic times. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I don't really. I don't really think those things. That isn't funny. Anyway, uh, just like the word pandemic. <laughs> yeah. It rolls off the tongue. Pandemic. <laughs> I think there's a documentary <laughs> we have not watched. But anyway, uh, is Evil Pie your? Favorite pizza in all of Las Vegas, yes or no? Yes. Yes. Definitive yes. Definitive yes. Well, I mean, two two reasons. Ease of access mm-hmm. and variety. Variety of pizzas. Yeah, they have great vegetarian pizza, meaty okay. pizza, whatever you want, cheesy yeah. pizza. And the dough is sweet and delicious. Okay. So, Yes. I like, everyone's really nice there. Uh, they ha- usually have at least a good couple of beers on tap and uh, fantastic slices, like 10 different pizzas you can get by the slice. I guess it's probably my favorite as well. Copycat. I do like the Detroit style pizza over at Good Pie, which seems to be at a new location, not positive yet, but seems to be the case since it's not open yet. Anyway, that was stop number one. Stop number two was an attempt to go to the new Mezcal and Tequila bar called Lucky Day. Yes. Uh, Apparently, you need a reservation. So it's similar to the laundry room. If you've ever been to laundry room downtown, it's in, what is it? Commonwealth. 
the laundry, the laundry room, room yeah. to speak easy mm-hmm. where you need to text the number to get a reservation yeah. um, and they'll let you know if you know one comes up yeah. so if you are coming to las vegas and trying to get some mezcal or tequila lucky day yeah we can put the uh, name of the place and the number right here maybe no not until i got myself in there oh okay yeah we better try it out first um and then so from there we went we uh we tried we attempted to go to carson kitchen but that was also very very busy so instead we made our way over to sip and tip i believe it's called that's right that's right I, well i think so okay. sounds right sounds right uh, but it's attached to the downtown cocktail room there you go yep um so the uh the food item over there which you have to get if you're going to step inside as mentioned is the bratwurst which i enjoyed i thought it was good yeah Yeah. and there's vegan one too so if you are so inclined you can get a meat uh, what is it pork pork broth guess so or a vegan brat could be anything really with sauerkraut and could be any animal (laughs) who wouldn't know the difference um, it's disturbing. <laughs> um, pretty cool vibe in there. Nice and dark. I like a good dark bar. Mm-hmm. Um, we were we were uh, serenaded by a vocalist who reminded us that she was a vocalist several times. Yes, that's why she knew the lyrics to every song. Yeah. So minus two for that experience. <laughs> but uh, that was generally fun, I would say. Yep. And then uh, we weren't done yet. Took the bikes, the rented bikes, the bike share, all the way down to, uh, what was it called? Abel Baker. Yes, Abel Baker. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Attempted to go there. Um, That was busy too. Yeah, that was a little bit too busy. So uh, instead of waiting for that, we walked a block and a half backwards to a new establishment called Nevada Brewing Works. Brew Works. Nevada Brew Works. I think so. I didn't. We didn't drink any of their beer, right? I had an Oktoberfest. Yeah, I don't think they have the uh, the full operation up and running yet, as far as the brewery, uh, since it's brand new. I guess beer takes time to make, maybe. <laughs> but they do have an entire list, an entire menu of bar food. So pizzas, pretzels. Uh, they did have a big sort of like outdoor space, you know, where there was like a lot of space between the tables. So, okay. You know, it's kind of like important during a pandemic. Baby. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's your new thing now. Where did you even. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway that was fun. Uh, so, favorite part about the uh, evening, I think, was just being able to utilize the bike share, ride the bikes in between every stop or different parts of downtown definitely the highlight yeah so like i guess we're just paying like five dollars a month uh recurring charge for the time being i don't know yeah. maybe it's gonna go until up they, until they jack up the prices without telling us but uh five dollars a month for uh unlimited 30 minute rides on bikes that um have racks all over downtown las vegas there's one i think by the stratosphere and one by the sahara but that's like as deep into the strip as it goes from here which it's kind of hard to ride a bike on the strip anyway so there's no really bike path right so there should be but there isn't but it's fine because we like downtown las vegas don't we we do we love downtown las vegas okay so we get to a little bit of listener feedback from 
B. From got, B? Got a message from All right. B. And she... So last week, I recorded the solo podcast that you listen apparently to. listen to. Very attentively, yes. Um, so, you know, I was talking about the thinking about thinking. Yes. And so B was saying that um, she has a lot of feedback about all the different podcast topics. So, by the way, we have a telephone number that you can text. Uh, 702-690-9299. But all right. Fire up, fire up a text <laughs> if you're so inclined. Or a call. There's a voice message box as well. Yes. Voicemail I would love to get a voice message. Yeah. If you want to make an appearance here on Tell's Podcast, or if you would like your voice to anyway, leave a voicemail or just shoot a text either way. Um, B, go. One of the many problems with the current climate is that otherwise intelligent people are experiencing information overload. Social media is delusional and should not be news social media is delusional and should not be news yes like people saying things or what (laughs) (laughs) no so we're saying i was saying that i sometimes struggle knowing what to believe because there's so much information Mm -hmm. and so my uh, solution to that is being to go and say, how do I actually think, you know, how can I learn to, or yeah, how can I learn to put together thoughts, which become ideas that are not going to lead me astray, right? right. Because very easy people, like you've seen the cults, very normal people mm. have been led down the path and end up drinking Kool-Aid Indeed. and you're just like, how did it happen? Yes. So that was the antidote for myself. It's like, okay, I'm going to try and remind myself how to think and how to think logically so that I can take in the information that I receive and say, okay, who is benefiting from this information, putting out this information? Why is it relevant to me? Like sometimes it's not relevant to you and you should just move on instead of getting sucked in. Sure. Like Andrew does on Twitter. I'm better though. I'm, I've sort of like built up, I've fortified my walls between, <laughs> between me and Twitter. How? Share. I've, I've shielded my, my well-being. How? By preparing for battle when I open the <laughs> app, knowing that it's going to be a war happening that does not involve me. How? What sort of armor do you put on to shield yourself? It's just that preparation, you know. It's because uh, I, I think before when I would uh, when I would open up Twitter and uh, expect to maybe learn a thing or two about what's happening in the world right now, I would go in naively and expect to be um, picking up some conversations and like you know hope to. Uh, see some engagement back and forth mm. and see some uh, something that's like more beneficial, I guess, than what it actually is, which what it actually is, is more along the lines of someone says something rather like definitively in their mind. <laughs> and then someone else says something rather definitively in their mind. Right. And there's never any sort of like, you know, 
uh, nuance. Yeah, there's no nuance, but there's and there's also like no uh, sort of you know questioning or uh, desire to learn. Right. Because you on, on both sides of the conversation. Yeah. Usually, if you do ask a question, it's met with, "Do your own research. Read a book." Oh, okay. So yeah. why did you put it out there if you weren't trying to engage in conversation? I think you put it out there so you can get validation that mm-hmm. this thought process is correct. Yeah. And this is why I do not participate in Twitter because I never feel right anyway, except sometimes with you. I'm like, yeah, I see I was right. <laughs> but in general, I always doubt the thought. And I'm like, yeah. is that true? Sure. So I don't even bother putting it out there a lot of the time because I'm just like, "Mm, I don't know, man. That sounds kind of kooky. I mean, Mm -hmm. it sounds fine to me in my mind. And then as I start typing it, I'm like, "Mm, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it seems like even even if it is the case, like it it must be the case that somebody learns something some percentage of the time. Sure. But they'll never admit to it. They'll never say, "Hmm, you know what? Interesting. I never thought about it that way. It looks like I learned something here today. Thank you for enlightening me. They just sort of like vanish. I've never seen that. The service, the conversation eventually stops. You know, there's never any sort of like tie up and like, or rarely, you know, there's rarely like a handshake at the end, (laughs) a a tweet shake. (laughs) It's more like just uh, verbal sparring. And then you sort of like wander in there naively thinking like, okay, well, this is going to be useful to some degree. And then you, by the time you're spent like 20 minutes on Twitter, it's like your heart rate is increased. Your agitation level is increased just because you're witnessing all this like back and forth. That's like, you know, a war going on. It's not good. So you got to be prepared when you open that. When you tap that that app, you got to you got to yeah, you got to let yourself know this is what's going to happen when you start reading these tweets. You're going to sense. You're going to sense it. Your body is going to go through some changes. <laughs> you're going to get that elevated agitation, mm. and uh, this is why. So it's good to know these things going in. Okay, that's how but, uh, you armor yourself to... Fortunately, there's no, uh, you know, maybe aside from Reddit, which I don't spend hardly any time on, it's only the real, like, sort of home base for discussion, you know? I think Reddit is probably a little bit better because they, be. they, it can be long form. Well, so this mo- you- it's moderated, right? It is moderated, but it can be long form. So your thought is not... 280 characters because nobody expects long form on Twitter. There's been plenty of times that I found a thread, right? Because people announce thread Mm -hmm. and I save it in the bookmarks and I never go back to it because thread. The thread is the new blog, it seems. I know, but that's if I am just, if I have five minutes and I'm scrolling through Twitter, I'm not stopping to read your 50 tweet no. thread what if i wrote a thread would you stop to read it no no not if it's i wasn't up. planning on reading it like if i didn't have the time to just read your whole thread and All then right. i forget about it so it's in reddit up. it's like a full blog post okay. so you know straight away can i read this or not mm. so okay i don't know kind of insulted but whatever <laughs> i read your tweets from mm-hmm. time to time i'm gonna make a thread Okay. And you're going to read that too. Okay. Okay. All right. I think that's it. I think that's all we have time for on this episode of Tells. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are listening, you can write to us. Hello at tellspodcast.com. And if you are watching, you can leave a comment down below. 
And if you are watching and listening and don't want to leave a comment or write an email, send me a text 702-690-9299. And just to make sure, this is not community. You will not get a text that says, please confirm for such and such so that you can chat with such and such. We're not selling your telephone number to anybody. So I was, was going to say, I don't think, I don't think anyone really knows what community is, but that's community fine. is this. Don't worry about it. Scamdemic. It's, it's not us. It's <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's about it. Okay. And we will see you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye.